Hey, this is Ray Chase, the voice of Noctis. This is Sarah from Toonami. This is Gohan from Dragon Ball Z. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening to the, the Peach, Peach Review. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Peach Review podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the film The Mauritanian. Based on the book, Guantanamo Diary, by Mohamedou Slahi, The Mauritanian is a soft showing of America's shortcomings in the handling of international events and tragedies. The film highlights Slahi's 14 years at Guantanamo Bay Naval Base without ever being charged with a crime. Known for films like The Last King of Scotland and State of Play, director Kevin MacDonald was given a roadmap to tell a tale of distrust, torture, xenophobia, and a solid helping of toxic patriotism which we have no shortage of today. There are copious dark chapters in American justice and Mohamedou's story is an addition to the pile. The reality for people of color in America is that at any point in time, anywhere in the country, they can be taken into custody by law enforcement without reason and never see the light of day ever again. While large swaths of the American public enjoy turning a blind eye to this obvious fact, it doesn't make it any less factual. When blacks and Latinos are targeted, a crime can be made up on a whim, and in an instant, their lives are forever changed. What happens in the film is even worse. Not only is Mohamedou taken into custody for being a suspect in the 9-11 tragedy, but he's never officially charged with a crime. Once he returns to Mauritania from his studies in Germany, he's approached by local law enforcement. They inform him that he's to be taken in for questioning, but cease to divulge any further information. As a quick on his feet move, Slahi deletes all the contacts on his phone. The police aren't even sure if he's a part of the terrorist attack or not, but the overall feel of not wanting to anger the Americans is a reaction I've seen many times before. The raw response of America to the tragedy of 9-11 fed a hunger for tough justice that pushed aside due process, the rule of law, and any type of standards that would be held for an everyday American. The film does an excellent job juxtaposing two administrations. It wasn't just George W. Bush's government that was to blame, but the Obama administration had their fair share to boot. Only the legacy left by former Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld can top the disappointment by both administrations. Like situations here in the States, if a crime is committed and there's a feeling of desperation to find the culprit, anyone fitting the bill can be the guy just to close the investigation and move on. This same methodology was used in dealing with Slahi. There was a toxic climate of do whatever's needed to close this, and before you know it, a brown person from a North African country is in custody. Now, to the extent of why they chose him relates back to a money transfer to a cousin and allowing a friend of a friend to sleep at his home. The US government was aiming for a slam dunk in prosecution. For this, they relied on military attorney Stu Couch, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, to reach the verdict they needed. Their plans for Easy Street were bottled when an attorney from a high-profile firm named Nancy Hollander, played by Jodie Foster, took on the habeas corpus case pro bono. Habeas corpus is the requirement that an arrested person be brought before a judge or court before being detained or imprisoned. By taking the case pro bono, Hollander was defending Slahi for free. Shailene Woodley played the role of Terry, Nancy's assistant, but her performance was so bland and lines so menial that she could have been swapped with anyone else and you wouldn't have noticed. Aside from having the privilege of hearing Benedict Cumberbatch speak with a southern accent, he didn't make much of an impression either. Tahar Rahim embodied the struggle, courage, and strength it took to endure such a tragic injustice that Slahi experienced. 
Raheem and Foster steal the show and accurately reflect the friendship that exists between Slahi and Hollander to this day. Speaking of the two, let's hear from Jodie Foster and see what she has to say regarding their relationship. She's this crazy ball of contradictions. Um, she's somebody who um, is very measured and can be very tough and very to the point and, and kind of brutal in her analysis. And yet she's incredibly warm and you really feel um, that through all of these years of spending all of this time with Muhammadu, um, obviously you know, pleading his case and defending him and spending years and years and years really just sitting in a cell with him while you know, on the elliptical or watching television, um, that she really came to love him. And um, when you see them together, as I've been able to do this week while we've been shooting, it's such a special thing to see Muhammadu and Nancy together, this you know, older woman who feels very maternal towards this guy, and you can just see the twinkle in both of their eyes. I think they really care about one another. If anyone was expecting an apology from the U.S. government, you shouldn't hold your breath. There are few instances where the USA has apologized for anything, but those instances were major. The Tuskegee experiment, the overthrow of the Kingdom of Hawaii, Asian internment camps, and those were made to a group of people, not an individual. The Mauritanian earns a solid 9 out of 10. Aside from a few slow points and triggers for torture and PTSD, it's a film that should be consumable for the masses. The on-screen relationship between Rahim and Foster is a sight to be seen. The film is in theaters now and available on demand.